Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Warning, this podcast may contain some strong language, spoilers for the Channel 4 shows Hunted and Celebrity Hunted, at some point a dog, and definitely some sniffling and some coughing. More on that in a bit. Intro me! Hide and seek, past hours of time as a child. But could you play it for 25 days as an adult and win a share of £100,000? Could you stay silent, beat the emotion and avoid temptation as a team of expert hunters breeze down your neck? Chief, how you doing? All right, thank you. More importantly, how are you doing? Uh, we're all right. We like a challenge. Stand by, stand by, stand by. Out, out, out. Up to seven persons. Seven persons. Short of jumping into the canal, their options are reasonably limited, and we also think they may have had a bit too much to drink last night. It's a BMW, Ben. We have got live telematics on the vehicle. You fucking beauty. My name's Craig. And I'm Nat. Recently we discovered Hunted and are now obsessed. But like with every obsessive TV show we watch, we're left with unanswered questions. Like... How much does your emotional state play a part of asking somebody for help? Was there a moment when Jay and Seaver thought the owner of the caravan park had double-crossed them like I did? And if someone's taking you in and they make you a cup of tea, is it wrong to ask them for a biscuit? Never! It's actually a clever way of knowing if you can trust them or not. Think about it. If they bring rich teas out, you know they've been on the phone to the hunters. It is a woeful biscuit, to be fair. You'd be right to be worried. Damn straight. Welcome to the Hunted Podcast. Don't wanna be fast asleep when they scheming. 
Better stay tall, ready for a fight, believe me When they try the chains, you can say no, free me Welcome back to the Hunted Podcast, everybody. First and foremost, before we delve into today's episode, we have to start with an apology. No, not the usual one. Although I guess that you could say that we are Jordan this week. Yeah. Because we're a week late, well, two weeks late, really, in bringing you the next episode of the podcast. But there's very good reason for it, isn't there? There is. We've got two reasons. First reason... Illness. Yeah, I had severe man flu. Man flu that you passed to me. Yeah. So sorry if I cough, everyone. And what was the second reason? Second reason, we went to London. Yeah, we did. You make that sound more exciting than it probably was in the end. <laughs> Although we have got one hell of a story to tell, which is why we're, we're here today. <laughs> so firstly, I think we should probably say that today's episode of The Hunted Podcast is going to take on a slightly different form to mm-hmm. what the previous six episodes that we've done obviously two interviews and and uh, the other ones as well that we, we've done yeah we're going to be talking about a specific element of uh hunted and celebrity we hunted today aren't we we are yes um we're going to be talking about human kindness yes and the impact that human kindness has and then of course on the back of that we're going to be talking about the mental health aspects and uh all about um pressure and anxiety mm-hmm. and the things which are all associated with having to reach out for help. Yes. So we're going to look at how that's impacted the show and how that impacts your time on the show. Obviously, you know, we will do an episode um, with our reactions to the two excellent interviews that we've yes, had so far in we upcoming will. weeks. Uh, but there's a reason that we've not done that this week because of what's happened to us yeah. over the last, like, well, we, I'd say week or so, especially yeah. earlier um, this week. So like Nat said, we have been on a little break to, to London. Um, we went for a book signing. We did. A criminal author, um, Peter James, who now also follows at Hunted Pod on uh, Twitter and on Instagram. So if you're listening, Peter, it was uh, lovely to meet you. It was. Uh, and welcome aboard the Hunted Fun. Um, but that weekend wasn't without its uh, drama, shall we say. And in the end, we had to rely on the kindness of humans we and did. we had to be brave and ask strangers for help in certain situations mm-hmm. and i think had it not been for watching this tv <laughs> show i think we could have had a worse story than we've, we've got now yeah i think we would have been in a worse position had we not binge watched this show hmm. where shall we start i don't know do you want to start with the first incident or the second incident well, the second incident, I think, is more us having to ask for help. Yep. Whereas the first incident, we got help without asking Someone for it. Someone came to our help, yeah. <coughs> so, should we start with the first incident? Take it away. Okay, so, um, we got to our hotel quite late on Sunday. Relatively later than what we like to get there. Yeah. Um, so, we dumped our bags... Neither of us had eaten. So we went to get some food. Now, we'd chosen not to stay in the centre of London because of where the book signing was. And it's bloody expensive. (laughs) Um, So we'd chosen to stay outside of London, still on the tube line, um, still accessible, but we'd chosen to stay outside the centre of London. Um, So 
we left our hotel and went to walk to the pub for some food. And something happened on the way to the pub. Yes. So we were walking up this hill um, and opposite the, the hotel was uh, a, a Tesco Extra. Yeah. Um, and we saw a group of people um, coming out of this store and we heard a bottle smash um, or glass smash on the floor. Yeah. We sort of kept walking. We didn't really draw too much attention to ourselves. But I had a quick glance over, and this is a key part of the story. I noticed one of them pick up some of the glass which had smashed on the floor, the tip of a bottle, um, the neck of a bottle, and pop it in his pocket. Yeah. Now, I don't <laughs> want to make assumptions about anyone, and I have made, you know, I have actually met people from this community that are actually lovely yep. people. Um but there are some which do live up to the stereotype, the traveller community. Now, there were, this group were, I think, six strong, two girls and four boys, I think it yeah. was. Um, and they were aged somewhere between 14 and 17. Yeah. It's always difficult um, to tell. Um, and that's not necessarily an issue until you start getting a little bit of lip and the whole group mentality now yeah. i'd like to think i could handle myself if um any trouble kicked off i'm not a violent person but i think that survival instinct kicks in whereas my instinct is just to sort of close up yeah go quiet and hide yeah um and we walked we sort of ignored them smashing the bottle we just sort of had that little look at each other as if to say idiots yeah no sorry Dipshits. Dipshits. <laughs> um, and we carried on walking. That was until one of them started to grab our attention. Yeah. I ignored it. You didn't. No, because I, I think some some part of my head thought, you need to say something to them so that it doesn't get worse. But that part of my head was a dipshit. <laughs> and, you know, me saying, we're not from round here... Even though it wasn't my attention that they wanted. No, it was mine. It was your attention that they wanted. Um, I guess me not giving them the reaction they wanted and you not answering them made them worse. Yes. So we carried on walking and they picked up the pace behind they us. They did, yes. Um, and all of a sudden, as we were walking forward, um, we felt a bit of cold, fresh air zoom over the top of our head, uh, which ended up being... An egg. Yes. Childish. They had bought some eggs. It smashed on the floor. The next one promptly followed, as did the next two. Yes. Um, and then at some point, I, as we carried on walking, um, felt one go sock into the middle of my back. And to be fair, it came at some pace and was only about the distance that we're sat apart from each other, which is basically touching distance yeah they were really close behind us yeah um so at this point i pulled you to the side and uh told them in no uncertain terms to keep walking yes uh, had a bit of an argument one of one one of them but eventually they did start walking yeah that was until they got probably about five six paces in front of us and thought this isn't done yeah because one of them one of the older lads said do him and his girl yeah, and I think one of the girls also shouted, no, get her instead. Yes, and obviously at this point, we're no longer in front of them. 
you know, they are yeah. in front of us. So they turned on. They could turn yeah. down the hill towards and basically surround as if they wanted to to do yes. so. Most of them weren't bothered. It was just then one who came forward yeah, to try and do it. Yeah, sort of one guy and one yeah, girl. Sort of backing him up. Yeah. Um, and the guy that came forward was the same guy that I'd noticed pick up the broken glass and put it in his pocket. Um, so I'm thinking, one or two things that's going to happen here, either we're going to end up in a punch-up or someone's going to, and someone's going to get hurt. Yeah. Or it, it it will defuse and will die down. Well, it was very quickly um, evident that it wasn't going to defuse. No. Uh, and as the last missile came um, and missed by inches, it was a terrible shot, by the way. Woeful a shot. lot of them did go out. Like the only ones that hit were when they were right behind us and they couldn't miss. Yeah. And even then it was the centre of my back and it was aimed for my head. Yeah. Dipshits, um, <laughs> but I was very conscious of this broken bottle, and I'm so I've sort of ushered you behind me and yes. basically wanting you to go and yeah. leave me there. Um, and then I'm thinking, right, well, this is going to put in a, in a scrap. Um, but in that situation, because they're significantly younger, I'd yes. probably say the, the lad who had the bottle was the oldest, probably 16, yeah. 17. Yeah. Um, it's still going to be me that gets into yeah. trouble, and Fortune. Go on. I was just going to say, from that community, fighting is a big part of... Uh, it's in the blood. Yeah, it's in yeah. their blood. But also, them sticking together mm. is also in their blood. Yeah, so there's, there's that to contend with. Um, but at this point, this is where we sort of got the half idea to start to do this subject. The intervention of strangers. Yes. Um, a lovely man who'd been running the London Marathon, so yep. he must have been knackered. He must have been so tired, bless him. He sprinted down the hill. He could see what was going off. He sprinted down the hill shouting out, um, I'm a copper, this is common assault. Yeah, you, I will get you uh, arrested. I will get you arrested. And to be fair, that worked because they absolutely shit themselves yeah. and legged it. Yes. Um, and we decided at that point that we were no longer hungry and decided <laughs> to walk back to the hotel with said marathon runner who quickly told us he wasn't a copper at all and just wanted to make sure that this the situation yeah. um, diffused. So, and he walked sort of alongside us the whole way back to the hotel. Yeah, which was about... 20 steps if that but yeah but still it felt like it longer for, for someone who has come out of nowhere done that to then walk with us back to the hotel bearing in mind he has no idea by the way that these uh that this group have got broken glass yeah he's, he's not seen that no. he's come into this late and just seen the commotion yeah he's just seen eggs and two people outnumbered yeah and so he's you know he's shouted what he shouted and they've legged it and fortunately you know we've gone back to the hotel very annoyed and ended up getting delivery which didn't turn just out eat. Meant to be just eat sorry just eat actually thanks just eat cheers just eat um but yes it was a strange experience <laughs> to, to say the least i wouldn't be bothered at all by any of that if i'd not known about the broken glass it was yeah. the broken glass and which... i didn't know about that until we got back to the hotel yes so you know, when you were pushing me away and I was still gripping onto your hand, like, nope, come with me. I didn't know that there was a broken, there was broken glass in a pocket. Yes. So it, it was, that was the, the thing for me. It was the whole broken glass scenario. But I guess what we're trying to sort of say is it's that thing of somebody intervening and, and helping you out and giving you a, a helping hand. But that's not the real story of why Hunter has, has, has helped us. No. Because... 
that's just an example of the kindness of strangers. Yes. We have a better example. <laughs> and we have an example of where we've <laughs> had to ask for help. Yes. So. So. Our reason for going to London was to go to a Peter James book signing. Something that we'd never done before. Um, recently fans of Peter James's work because of the TV series Grace. If you've not seen it, recommend it. Um, so we went for a book signing. Uh, we booked an Uber to go to the event. It was what, 20 minutes in the Uber? Yes, yeah, 20 minutes out. We basically got the closest hotel we could between there and feasible for going to London yeah. for actually making something yeah. of the time we were there. Um, So we got in our Uber, got there. To us, it seemed a bit like it was the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and we also, yeah, it was, it basically was a, a village hall, essentially. Yes, yeah. Um, so, yep, got any Uber there. Had a lovely time at the book signing. We did. Key bit of information here as well. Uh, we asked the Uber driver at the end when we yep. got out of the car, do Uber, do Uber come round here? Yes. He said, yes, there's usually, you know, um, quite a few handful of drivers. There's station. a train station around the corner, so you'll be fine getting one back. And I back. think there was a tube station, an overground station yeah, I think somewhere. It was an overground, I think it was the overground station and then the, the tube. Yeah. tube. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's not like we were in an area where you can't get Uber, like the village that I'm from, where you cannot get an Uber because. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It is pretty much the middle of nowhere you cannot get an uber so we knew that we would be able to get one so or at least we thought we thought <laughs> um, so we had a lovely time at the book signing peter james was lovely peter james was lovely we had a lovely chat with him we told him about our podcast he um, said he'd watch the show he said he'd watch the show we got two books signed um, and just had a jolly old time, yeah, didn't we? you had a cup of tea. Did have a cup of tea. Do you know what? More events <laughs> should normalise having a cup of tea in a mug. That's all I'm saying. Um, so, yeah, we had a lovely time. And it, we were in the queue to get the books personalised. So they were signed already, but we wanted to get them personalised. Yeah, so basically you get them pre... There's an X amount of books when you buy your ticket. You can buy a signed version yeah. and they're pre-signed by the author. And then yeah. at the end, you basically get it personalised yeah. with so, two Natalie or so two Craig or whatever thought, above. We thought we'd get it personalised. So we're in the queue to get it personalised and I go on the Uber app because I thought, you know, sometimes they're not just three minutes away. Sometimes, you know, it's 15 minutes. So I went on the Uber app and it said... No drivers available. Great. So I closed it. I went back on it. I thought it could just be an error. Let's try again. Tried again. No drivers available. And that's the point that I started to panic a little bit. <laughs> yes. Uh, at which point we then obviously had to consider our options. And um, we had oysters, so we could have potentially got on a train mm -hmm. but the whole reason we weren't going to do that is the reason we got an uber there in the first place because a car was 20 minutes an uber was an hour and 20 sorry a car was 20 minutes the train was yeah an hour and 20 because you had to change at various places to get to where yeah. you want it to be so and we didn't want to do that walking involved as well yeah but, oh, a lot of walking i think this the station was a good 20 30 minute walk yeah. from where we actually were yeah. um so we wanted to get another car and we started googling cars from yeah. this location um yeah 
I found a taxi company, gave them a ring, and the next car that they could get to us was an hour. Now, it was already quarter to nine, nine o'clock by this point. Yeah. You still had a bit of mum flu. I was starting. And because of what happened the night before as well, we'd not really slept no, much. So. No, no. Um, it was it was chilly because, you know, we're now at the point of the year where it gets chilly at night. And it was an old church hall as well. Yeah, and it was an old church hall and it wasn't very lit because yeah. of where we were. It was pitch black. Um, <coughs> so, you know, we started to panic, so we started to look on other apps. And at this point, you find one which gives us... We start to panic even further when we start seeing quotes of these at, at £120. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Eventually, I find one which is a local taxi alternative and download the app and manage to mm-hmm. book a car. Now, the app didn't look friendly. And nope. again, this is where Hunted comes in and an excellent online ser- uh, thing done uh, by our, our friend, our good friend of the podcast, Mr. Ben Owen, yeah. online last week about things gathering and harvesting data. Yes. And I didn't trust this app enough to put my bank details on to prepay. No. So I selected the cash payment option. Yeah. Knew how much it'd be, which would be about 20 quid. Yeah. Managed to um, you know, book a car and track it. So we're thinking this is great. We've got this out. We're going to get a lift home. Right, let's meet Peter. We did that. Yep. We meet Peter. We have a chat with him. We're going wait outside. There's probably about 10 minutes now between yeah. that and the car coming. Yeah. Eventually, the car does come. And we see the taxi coming up the road, up the road, up the road, up the road to in line with us. And I'm watching it on the app. And then it keeps going. Yeah. And just as it turns around the corner, I get a notification on the app. Your car has been cancelled by the driver. It's now 20 past nine. It's cold. It's freezing. Everybody has left. Um, And we've also forgot to mention this little bit. Turned down the offer of a lift to a a train station by a lovely gentleman who was there on his own and shared a common interest. He came out of the hall and he saw us stood there. And and I guess at this point, you know, maybe we did look a little bit worried because... No, we were frantic. It's an app that we'd never used (laughs) before. So we... Yes, we were tracking it, but we didn't know if this was going to turn up. Yeah, because there was not a lot of movement on the app. No. It basically just showed where we were and where yeah. we wanted to go. There was no picture of a yeah. car or so anything. We didn't know if it was going to turn up. We looked worried. He came up to us and asked us if we were okay. Um, now, I think this gentleman had been sat in front of us. He had, yeah. In the, we'd in sort the of, chat. We'd, we'd sort of made friends because he'd asked a question to Peter and he'd not noticed the lady at the side of the microphone. So I little yeah, tapped him on the shoulder and said... Yeah, he did a little polite little tap. Yeah, and he, he, <laughs> he asked his question. Um, and he asked if we were okay and we said, you know, oh, when, we're not from around here. We're trying to, we're trying to get a taxi back to our hotel. Um, and at that point, he offered bless him to drive us to the train station and even gave us instructions of how we could then get back to where we needed to be yeah which was fine in itself and i think had we been there maybe 10 minutes longer than we had i think we would have probably taken him up on yeah on that yeah uh, but we trusted this taxi app yes we did um, and we thought no we'll get a car back and it'll be absolutely yeah. fine um, so yes, the car drives past us, it gets cancelled, and I then ring the company, and to cut a very long story and a very long argument um, <laughs> short, where I call him one or two names worse than dipshit, um, which I am proud of actually, <laughs> thinking about it, because he was an absolute... Anyway, um, uh, it turned out that uh, this app could accept bookings um, on their behalf, and then it was the driver's decision whether or not to cancel them, and because we decided to... Um, 
put cash payment and he didn't see us even though we were stood very clearly visible at the side we of the road and he right slowed down and, yep. and had a look at us yeah uh, the driver had decided to cancel it to take on um another job yes. nearby um i asked how long a car would be to to get a replacement car and he said uh, 90 minutes minimum if you pay now <laughs> not going to happen which wasn't going to happen and this is where our hunted experience kicks in because yes. at this point it's fair to say you're practically in tears yeah i was very I, I don't know whether it was coupled with what had happened the night before and the fact that that was still playing on my mind that you know the hotel hadn't been in hadn't been somewhere that was as remote as where we were at that point in time and i guess i was just a little bit worried yeah um so and the thought of talking to strangers even in a normal environment terrifies me even though it's part of my day-to-day job talking to strangers having to do it face to face just in that moment and the thought that they could say no and we could be stranded terrified me yeah and we've seen it happen on hunted so many times because they do leave the ones where they say no in yeah um and i you know i definitely definitely think that there are more people that say no than any than than what you actually yeah, see because definitely. it is part of human nature um i would probably say that one in 10 would actually say yes to help yeah. him um and that can be quite demoralizing and basically if they'd have said no we'd have been stranded there we'd have had to walk to the the train station mm-hmm. spend x amount of money getting back because i don't think we'd have been able to use our oysters at that point i think we'd have probably been outside we'd have had to buy probably, tickets yeah. we may well have missed the last train from yep. there or bus um you don't know where you're going so it's very very stressful and you know you've you've had a good night um and now it's getting ruined and now all that's going through your head is basically every negative that you can yep. think of um so it's really really difficult and we stood there for what felt like about an hour which in reality was about five minutes between us debating whether or not we should go and ask somebody for help yes we did and that's a really difficult thing to do because you are scared of somebody saying no um and it made us think about whether or not we'd be able to actually go on the run as a fugitive because it's those heightened senses which really do play on your mind which we're going to delve into in a minute Um, i'm well aware that we're nearly half an hour into the podcast (laughs) we've not really spoken about anything hunter related yet um so we'll end the story obviously we got back because here we are um there was a really lovely lady who helped us um yeah so she was packing up the hall and we sort of between us managed to ramble out that we were stranded and we needed to get back to our hotel and where our hotel was um I didn't cry I'm very proud of myself I almost cried but I didn't um and she told us of a local fax local faxy local taxi company um that wasn't coming up when we googled I phoned them and a very lovely man answered the phone and told me that a taxi was five minutes away. Which it was. Um, and then, of course, the story doesn't necessarily end because we only had X amount of money on it. <laughs> um, rocky error. We, we, yeah, we only had 
an amount of money on us. I think we had 25 quid between us in cash. So yes. we'd get in the taxi, obviously London taxi, yeah. it's on a meter. We'd asked him, we'd asked the person on the phone roughly how much it would cost. And he said roughly 20 quid, yes. but it didn't give us a definitive no, answer. No, he couldn't because it was on a meter. So we were both sat in the back of the taxi watching that meter go up it was in it was on four pound 80 when we got in yeah and, and we had 20 minutes to go <laughs> we're we were, thinking hmm. we were watching it go up and we turned into the road that the hotel was on and, and we it, knew where we were at and that it point. was on like 19 pound 60 and you turned to the man and was like right you can you can just drop it just drop us here yeah 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 just drop us here yeah anywhere you like mate on the left and he, t- he looked at us and he went um he looked us in the mirror and almost like the ghost when he captured the two people uh, and said, don't worry about the meter. I'll take you to the hotel. I'll charge you and charge you 20 yeah. quid. The person on the phone told me what happened because we explained to yes. the guy on the phone yeah. at the other end what had happened to us with the other taxi driver. Um, it went, I'll just charge you 20 quid. Yeah. I'll make sure you get to yeah. your door. So the art of human kindness from the taxi driver in yep. not charging us because he could have easily squeezed because i think the meter was actually on 2780 by the time we actually got to the hotel yeah, so and we didn't have that amount of cash and us we had 25 quid um, well, i would have had to give him my sweets to make up the money and yeah, i really didn't, didn't want to do didn't that want to do that um so you know credit to him because he could have easily yeah. got another like tenner out of us but he, he chose not to yes. do it credit to the the lady who yeah, helped us she really, really sweet lovely. because she also refused to um leave and go home until yeah. we'd gone yeah she basically said if we don't get a taxi and it doesn't come and pick you up i'm going to take you yeah she stayed until we were in that taxi yeah even though the hall had basically been locked up by that point whilst by the time it, it rocked up she was not going to leave yeah. us um which was great and then of course the the, the man uh the night before and of course the the the, the lovely guy that also offered us yeah. a lift to the, the station so four examples really of human kindness and and in the big city yeah which you don't necessarily you expect friend, you, there's, there's where we're from we're used to you know people smiling saying hello things like that um saying thank you when you get off a bus and things like that um then to go down south to london um people keep themselves to themselves so to find four people willing to help us it was really nice yeah and that's it, it it got us thinking straight away when we got back to the hotel we said this is going to make uh, an episode of hunted really yeah. because on the way back when we'd sort of calmed down and had a drink um, and everything we were talking about our experience and we were talking about actually how difficult is it to um you know be able to go on the run yeah. and, and things like that so that is where we came up with today's topic with so you know what this is probably the longest story to get to where we actually wanted to talk about um in in the whole you know crux of the episode and, and things like that yeah. but we were basically looking at uh, definitions of things weren't we we were um so we looked at the definition of of vulnerable because you know in that situation we were vulnerable um a lot of the time the fugitives are vulnerable whilst they're on the run so we thought that we would look at you know what dictionaries define being vulnerable as so um one definition that we found was able to be easily physically or mentally hurt influenced or attacked and that's one thing we wanted to look at in terms of being on the show when people may have fallen into that category yes and we've picked handpicked 
X amount of fugitives that have been on the run and we've got different reasons for why we want to talk about them and why they've overcome uh, their different things. And I've not got the list in front of me, so you can probably tell, dear listener, that I am waffling, (laughs) hoping at some point that you'll step in and start bloody talking about them. (laughs) Well, I could give you my other definition as well. We'll come on to the other definition later, Les. Okay, Let, right. Let's hit okay. with some actual hunted so, content so, 29 minutes into the episode. Okay, so our first um, chosen fugitive is Nick from Series 2. Um, now, he may not look like someone who you would class as vulnerable, but we have our reasons for this. Um, and part of our reason is due to... I guess you can say his lifestyle. Yeah, so vulnerability in my mind takes many different forms. I don't think it straight highlights the definition. I think a lot of it is down to the circumstances which you find yourselves in. So for example, we felt vulnerable on the Monday night when we were at the book signing because we had no idea where we were. We'd never been there before and we didn't know how to get back. Yeah. If you are in a situation like Nick was, for example, where you have lived the majority of your adult life, of probably about 80% of your adult life within a certain scenario. Yeah. Vulnerability in the big wild world is massive because I remember, you know, he spoke a lot about relying on his wife mm-hmm. um, and the fact he didn't really have too many friends. In fact, when he reaches out to friends on the show, he actually hasn't spoken to that friend or seen that friend for years. quite a lot of yeah. years. And that's a vulnerable place to find yourself in. Yeah. All of a sudden having to uh, pick up the phone and, and reach out for help for someone who, A, might not even remember who the hell you are. I'll be yeah. honest, you know, I left secondary school in 2007 and oh. okay, shut up. occasionally <laughs> bump into people that I went to secondary school with. In fact, it happened about a month or so ago. I took my car to get repaired at um, the local national garage you know with the one with the orange sign yeah um, i'm not saying the name because they're not paying me no. um and he worked in that garage he went did you uh go to joe about uh between this time and this time he went, oh it's such and such we were in this lesson together i'm like i didn't recognize him i've got no <laughs> idea who he was so it's the same scenario isn't it like years and years you might not remember who yeah. they are and your immediate reaction in a busy everyday life is to go sorry mate wrong number yeah, your your, fir- your first instant is just going. I'm not talking to you. Why? Why would I want to help you? We've not spoken f- for years. But I don't know. Nick managed to find that one person that he could trust that he hadn't seen for years. And it's the same with um, the big part of the show with Nick, where he actually, I I think, put the foundations in place to go on and win it. And we're talking about the, the the thing which we've referenced before is the decoy which yes. he did because I do believe that was a stranger I think or was it a friend or it was, was it like a lo- a friend that he'd not seen for a while it was either or but for me a friend that you've not seen for a while is all also pretty much a stranger you don't yeah. know much about their life you don't know too much no. about what's going off you don't know whether you can trust them or not so there is a vulnerability in living a life which is quite closed off mm-hmm. i'd say i probably fit into that bracket a little bit and um you know we were talking sort of off air with um with harry the other week about how we'd 
fair if we went yes. on the run because you have to have certain amount of things yeah. in place. It's, we we don't. No. I personally don't have that amount of people that I could say I will reach out to this person. I, I will ask for help from this person. I don't think I would have the the friends element to reach out to. I don't think I would have what they would probably count as enough to reach out to. Yeah, and that's not saying that we're loners. We just like to keep closely guarded and keep a smaller yeah. circle than what some people do. So that is one form of vulnerability yes. and one which we sort of um, thought was quite apt in terms of being able to push yourself to speak yes. to someone because you see it actually don't you in in the first episode in the extraction where everybody's legged it in the pairs he's obviously doing it on his own mm-hmm. um and he's cycling down the canal and he's doing yeah. a very polite excuse, excuse me. me excuse me you're coming through oh good day to oh. you and all and all that which is really nice and thing but you can sort of read the facial expressions and say inside his mind now he just he's terrified yeah of, yeah of what Maybe, might happen next like you know, just riding down the canal on your bike, it's just a normal afternoon. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. But then his head's probably going, well, I've got to find somewhere to sleep tonight. And I've got to find some food for tonight, maybe. And then I've got to do exactly the same tomorrow and next week and for this many days until I can get back to my nice little, my little team, my little unit Where I feel comfortable, where I don't feel on edge about asking somebody for help. I don't fear rejection. I feel safe within my bubble. Yeah, yeah. So he was um, he was one example. Yes. Um, there are obviously other examples of vulnerability and how the show has, has helped those vulnerable yes. people. And um, because we feel, you know, that it's a, it's a stupid situation to, to to talk about and to think about. But in that particular situation, having watched Hunted gave us an idea of, you know, it is okay to ask for help. Yes. It is okay to to speak yeah. out. And I think two people in particular that have found that and i think whose lives have probably changed significantly better for that yeah are a contestant from uh the series we've just watched which is series six and being one of the winners and of course the nation's favorite moment in terms of if you show no emotion at that bit you are a heartless human being um (laughs) in series three i think i believe so yes uh which is of course Alex. Yes. Um, Shall we start with Alex? Yeah, let's start with Alex. Um, So obviously, Alex had his own struggles. 
Um, and he, him and his dad, Bob, had their reasons for taking part. Um, but very, very quickly, I think it might even be in the first episode when they're in the church um, and Alex realises that they've made the mistake by phoning mum and letting mum know exactly where they are. Um, he goes up to a car and asks a lady for a lift and you can see on his face that he's thinking, I have to do this. My dad's too far behind for me to wait for him. The car will be gone. I have to ask this lady for help. But it's something that I have never done before and something that I don't think I am able to do. But then you see him do it. Yeah. And that's a big thing as well, obviously, because he's living with the condition. Yes. Um, Asperger's. Yes. Um, which obviously wires the brain slightly different yeah um and makes you think in a certain way and makes you react to certain scenarios yeah um in a set way for him to be able to do that was a real real big massive yeah step yeah um, you could hear the tremor in his voice when yeah, you, you could, when, when you yeah. heard it um but also the fact that he did get help at, at that particular point is really significant because planted a seed it proved to him that he could do it yeah and there there again is the kindness of human strangers i think it's there's a way i think of speaking to people which is going to get a reaction which is positive for you mm-hmm. so prime example yeah the group of travelers yeah that wanted our attention mm-hmm. were purposely being ignored because of the way they were talking to us yeah oi you oi ginger oi you oi lanky and, and all of yeah sort of just very rude abrupt yeah none, none of this excuse me sir because if I'd have got an excuse me sir or excuse me mate just something a little bit yeah. lighter yeah. something a little bit more polite I met I would have turned around and had a com- yeah. conversation um prime example being we went to see a comedian um, that we quite like in Nottingham a few weeks back Carl Hutchinson yeah um, and on our way out there was a homeless gentleman oh. who was walking down um the road and rather than do the thing which most homeless people do which is spur change and sort of being a little bit well it, it is a vulnerable because they are in a vulnerable situation yes, but a little bit, the guard's up already yes. and that all automatically puts you yeah. on so excuse me would you mind if i just have a quick chat with you for a minute yeah. and we stopped and, and he wasn't like it, in our face because sometimes they can be right up on you you know they come right up to you it's an intimidation yeah thing. whereas this this man <clears throat> you know he he kept his distance away from us he respected our distance and he was really really polite to us yeah he was explaining you know that he um given his story that you know he wasn't on drugs he wasn't yeah. on drink and to be fair you couldn't smell it on him or no, anything like that and he was asking for money for a hotel yeah and at that particular point we had no cash on us no we didn't but if we had, and it was even if it was like a couple of quid, we'd we would probably have, have given yeah. him something yeah. because of the way he spoke to us. Yes. And all throughout that night, I actually probably for a couple of days after, I actually felt guilty and yeah. wondered about yeah, what happened me too. Uh, to that guy. Um, and it's it's one of those things that so just goes to how you approach people. Yes. And I think it's the whole thing with Alex. He approached it in a calm, polite yeah. manner, which is obviously him anyway. 
um, and that is what got him help. But it planted the seed for what would happen later on yeah. when they split, split up. Yeah. I would be quite interested to know, having heard the interview that we heard with Harry, yes. whether they were forced to split or yeah, not. Yeah, whether it was a pre-decision or whether yeah. it was their decision. Because um, I think Bob's mm-hmm. protective instinct over him probably would have been a no, but uh, I don't... You don't know until no, you delve into no, it. We, we will delve into we, we will delve into that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it planted the seed, and towards the very end of Alex's journey, where he has to, on that final night, needs to camp down in somebody's garden and really ask for help, and um, again, reach out to somebody mm-hmm. to get that reassurance he needed <laughs> on his own without his dad having no idea where his dad is, having no yep. idea where his family are, knowing no idea if he's going to make it to the final point or not. Yeah. That small act of somebody saying yes at the start when he needed it saw him be able to flower and grow oh, to this point massively. where he wasn't afraid to go no. and say, excuse me, can I help? Because he'd done it so many times. Yeah. And yes, he would have been rejected on that journey, but he had the courage yeah. to go on and do it. And it, again, it just shows that kindness of human strangers to to listen, to accept that he wasn't going to be a, I need this, I need this. Yeah. And, say, and just to be able to take it slow and to recognise that he was in that way. Mm-hmm. And it fills your heart with absolute joy yeah. that he was able to do that and take it away. And then... That brings us nicely to series six, the one, of course, we've just watched. Yeah, so it brings us to um, Nathan and James, who are both deaf. So that, you know, I don't want to say struggles, but it has struggles because I don't, I'm guessing not many of us know how to sign. No. You know, I wouldn't... I can give you that sign. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know how to say thank you in sign language. Do you? Oh, yeah, of course it is. Yeah, the fingers to the, the chin Fingers and, to the and chin out, and yeah. down um, from when I was younger. But that is it. You know, I can wave at someone and say hi. And I can, you know, motion food and motion drink. But other than that, I wouldn't be able to have a conversation with them. Not much of the population is able to have a conversation with them. And if they can't lip read, then they are incredibly vulnerable and on their own in their little their little bubble. Yeah. And I think that's why over the years in their life they built up this and you sort of see it as an ongoing story throughout their journey this defence mechanism and this perception that hearing people don't like deaf people or will ignore deaf people. Yeah, and I think a lot of of hearing people probably would, probably don't have the patience to stand there and listen and let these people get out what they want to say. They're they're just too busy thinking, well, you're going to make me late. Yeah. The, the two wrapped up in what's happening in their own world and patience is that key word and it's the, the the tipping point is when they're together obviously one can lip read very yes. very well and sign to the, the other and yeah. the other is more confident with with talking and yeah. approaching people like you see um nathan yes. he's the one who went on to win it right yes. i always get the two con- yeah he is yeah the two 
muddled up. And you may have noticed on one episode that I mentioned that I said blind because I have a friend who is called <laughs> Nathan who is blind and I get him in my head. But Nathan, who is deaf, who yes. is on the show, yes. who went on to win it. Yep. Um, he would do a lot of the talking, James wouldn't, but James yes. would do a lot of the lip reading yeah. and communicate it back and yeah. it worked very, very well as a pair. So when they made this ridiculous decision to go and watch Carlisle United against Oldham, I still can't get my head around that. Um, <laughs> and they naturally split. Yeah. Your senses are heightened because you're running. Your senses are heightened because you're trapped. You know you're on, you don't know what yeah. your next move is. You're also panicking about your mate and you know you've got to get out. Then the rain starts to fall. You've managed to get out of the immediate area yeah. and now you know you need to ask for help. But imagine having to ask for help when you can't hear what their response nope. is and when you struggle to lip read yeah. what their response and is. You, you've lost your partner. Yeah. And the more doors you knock on, because you have to knock on those yeah. doors to get help, the more rejections you get, the more that fire is stoked of hearing people don't like us i'm not going to get any mm -hmm. help this is the end of the road i don't yeah. know what to do i want to physically break down and cry so when he knocks on the final door in carlisle or just outside carlisle yeah. whatever it is um and the gentleman says yes i'll give you a lift gets him in the back of his car gets him warm um and, and things like Doesn't that he give him a little bit of money he as gives well him for some, some food gives him some money for some food gives him his coats as well because um he um he only had his smaller gear on it had yeah. been absolutely uh, hammering it down so it was cold and wet you see him physically break down in the back of yeah the car yeah because his faith already in human kindness wider human kindness outside of the deaf community is so low yeah it is so low that he's thinking i can't do this but as soon as somebody shows that little bit of kindness opens up their heart it gives him the warmth and the belief and that feeling of safety that everybody craves yeah and i think that's a huge huge lesson to us all in being able to be patient and to be able to listen to what mm. people are saying don't and just dismiss, dismiss people and don't judge people yeah um, as well by the way they yeah. sound or the way they look because it's wrong it is totally wrong to do it and yes um i might have done it at the start of the show when i mentioned about the traveler community um but in that case i was proved right you were yes yeah um <coughs> i think sometimes we are all very very quick to judge people um you know, I, I get it at work. I answer the phone and people hear my voice and I get, no, you can't help me. You're just young. But that's not always true. Um, You know, someone might look a bit scruffy, but that might be because they're struggling and that's all that they can manage to put on right now. And, you know, you... Stopping and speaking to them, stopping and giving them directions even could really, really help them in yeah. that moment. It makes a massive difference to the day. And I think the whole point of today's episode was to have a look at that, to have a look at those definitions and to have yeah. a look at individuals that have benefited from this. And there'll be so many people that have been on Hunted or Celebrity Hunted um, that have benefited from 
the art of human kindness. Yes. And there's one more in particular we want to talk about because it the falls word. into another category of perception. Yes. So like we said before, the way you perceive people to be. Mm-hmm. You think celebrity and yep. you automatically think that there's this extra layer of bravado and confidence. Yeah. You add into that Olympic champion mm-hmm. runner, Olympic champion those two words put together yeah it gives them it gives in your head this mighty extra layer of bubble wrap protection that they will be able to do anything which comes their way but actually what we see with you and thomas at the very end at the very end is not only another act of human kindness from the excellent jan and ian but also a level of vulnerability. And I think that so was the s- vulnerable. That was the second sort of definition we were going to delve into, yes. isn't it? Um so the second definition of vulnerable that we found um was a willing to show emotion or to allow one's weaknesses to be seen or known by others. Yes. And this is a key point because it links back to what we were saying about um, the people that we picked within um, our little example earlier yeah. about having to ask for help yeah. and, and get it. Um, because the show itself, the premise of the show, regardless of the journey that the show's been on, does make you and put you in a vulnerable position. Massively. You know, you're away from your family. Yes, you've got this almost little family of camera crew and people following you around, but they are under strict rules to not... Um, engage and yeah. help too much hence the whole pizza gate and sweet <laughs> scenario um, which we'll delve into when we do our little uh, our review of, of what we found um, but yeah there's a lot of that in there so essentially it is still you and you are, yes. you don't know whether you can trust them because you don't no. know whether they are passing information no. or anything um, so it is still you on your own and obviously you know he starts off with, with Richard and then they yep. end up getting split up and then towards the end and he, he ends up with pretty much nothing. Because <coughs> obviously all of their stuff is at that house where Richard runs and gets caught. Mm. Ewan runs and gets away. That's where his stuff is. He loses his stuff. It's just him. Yeah. And that's a, a place to be because he also, you know, he's basically on the final day now. Yeah. He's... There's no money at stake in the celebrity no. hunted one, um, which I think we should probably talk about at some point. The fact <laughs> that celebrity hunter doesn't really have a an end point, other than the fact it's knowing that you've done it. Yeah. And Ewan still remains the only person across all ten series, hunted and celebrity hunted combined, mm-hmm. to be the only solo person to win win the yeah. show outright. Just him. Um, just him. Um, as in the only winner of that particular yeah. show, not the only, not an individual, because we no, obviously have Sarah yeah, and got... Nick and a few others. Yeah. Um, but he is the only winner of that series. He's the only one who manages yeah. to extract. And the only reason he does that is for two reasons. One is showing his vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And two is the art of human kindness. Now, Massively. Obviously, with the celebrity version, most people will know nine times out of ten who you are yes so it does become easier yeah to knock on a door it will t- still take balls to knock on a door because yeah. you don't really want to be sometimes you don't want to be putting yourself out no. there but 
if you do, you know subconsciously that there is more of a chance that someone will recognise you. As yeah. I think Jan says when she shouts out the window to him, it's all right, I know you are. Yeah, he sort of expl- he sort of says who he is as if they're not going to know because I guess at that point, when you've lost your friend, you know, people are starting to say no, you're starting to think, do people know who I am? Am I known? Do I now need to start describing who I am and what I've been doing? And Jan just sort of goes, oh, I know who you are. Come on in. Yeah, and gets the kettle on and, and they have a nice time and obviously Ian's there as well. And they, Yeah, they give him a jumper. Yeah, they look after him, they take him in and they reassure, they give him that reassurance and then obviously they take him to his final destination yes. where he's then looking, I think I've got this right, he's looking for an onward he's journey. He's looking, so they take him to the extraction point so he knows where it is and he's then looking for somewhere to stay that night that's close enough to the extraction point so that he doesn't have to spend too much time travelling and get caught. And we see him walk around, ask people, go up to people, and then we start to see a lot of rejection, a lot of... Hell of a lot. A lot of, no, we can't help, we're not from round here, we're just on a dog walk. And some who just blatantly walk past as well. There is just a lot of... No. Yeah, and that's obviously difficult to take and you see how difficult it is for him to take yeah and he has this little bit of a a wobble and a breakdown he goes back to them because he's conscious that you know he wants them to get on with their yeah. day and doesn't want to intrude on their life which is a lovely lovely thing to do and they say it's okay you don't need to worry about it because we're going to look after you yeah we're going to make sure that you're all right and he just has this moment which is incredible the camera crew don't necessarily say anything to him Mm-hmm. They just let the raw emotion yeah. come out. Yeah. And he stands there, he cries, he takes a deep breath, he looks around him, and you can see him feel really, really small and low. But there's the chink of light of having them there. Yeah, and they don't go anywhere. And showing that vulnerability, I think, was a massive, massive thing um, for him to do. Yeah. And a big lesson for, for everybody, really, that was watching it, which is why it makes the end so special and i think you can sort of see when he's on the when he's on the helo and jordan's on the ground four weeks later um (laughs) you can sort of see him when he's shouting yes yes into the camera that relief and the release is is coming out and uh yeah i think it's a, a huge huge thing which perhaps we don't talk too much about vulnerability we don't do that generally in life talk about our vulnerabilities we have this perception of everything's fine everything's happy and smiley and we don't talk about being vulnerable and being made to feel vulnerable and being in certain situations um and you know not every time the kindness of human strangers can get you out of that no um which is a bit of a worry but that's that's life but i think that's one thing which hunted the television program has you know highlighted we want to do so much more with this podcast and we're conscious that over the weeks that we've been doing it some of them have been a little bit silly and things like that you know we've we've looked at the show as uh, as an analytical thing of a tv program aka best um launches and extra extractions we've done um things uh other things uh, as well hindrances hindrances and things like that but what we haven't done yet is we haven't stripped back the whole reason why we started watching the show in the first place um 
and why we wanted to do the podcast because the concept of the show itself teaches and delivers so many different things and elements of life which we perhaps don't think about because we Mm -hmm. see it as this concept we see it as this entertainment package which we all want to watch and that's fine and if you're listening to this podcast and you want that sort of thing then that's also fine we will do more of that but occasionally I feel it's important to sit down and do these ones where we talk about vulnerability we watched Ben's online sermon where we was talking about online footprints we're going to do an episode talking about that yeah because it's important to realize that actually the origins of this program was not necessarily about hide and seek it no. was ne- wasn't necessarily about chasing a prize of a hundred thousand pounds nope it originally was a battle of the power of the state hiding and it's, from the state it's a psychological journey yeah. and, and power so i think it's important to talk a little bit more so perhaps on the next interview we do we might obviously talk about their time on the show but I think we will dive a lot more into the psychological yes, we type of thing. Yeah. You know, so far we had a little bit of it with, with Harry. We're we talking did, yeah. about his, his parents yeah. and, and obviously his relationship with his brother being on the run and things like that. But we haven't spoken to anybody with kids yet or anybody. No, that would be really interesting. Who's got that family life and, and things like that. And we are going to do that and we are going to explore that uh, uh, a little bit further, yes. really, aren't we? We are, yeah. Um. And I think it's important for us to talk about these kind of things. Um, obviously, because I guess we are a, a nation of people who don't like to talk. Yeah. And we don't like to ask for help when no, we're in situations. massively don't like to ask for help. If this past week has taught me anything, it is that I, I shouldn't be ashamed of asking for help. Mm. Just ask for help. You know, people might say no, but then you might meet lovely people who will help you yeah and you create these little moments and these little stories in yeah. life and you know there are so many things i think we can take away from the tv show and the entertainment part of it we can laugh about jordan being seven weeks behind everybody else we can laugh about um you the know, little sayings that we the, get the little sayings that we get lisa's one-liners yeah. we can laugh about the the moments where idiotic celebrities think that by doing a crawl <laughs> you're going to be not going to be caught on cctv or someone breaks their finger oh break my finger um you can laugh about these little moments because they bring entertainment and entertainment yeah. joy but i think it's also important to take away the bigger side of things of are you protecting yourself online yeah are you okay are you capable of asking for help are you willing to help somebody if they were mm-hmm. in need and i just think it's those little things which have come out of hunted which are things which perhaps need to be celebrated and, and yeah. thought of a little bit more and uh you know it is just a tv show there is. is wider life out there you'll have noticed in the last um couple of podcasts and things like that that we've done a little advert in the the middle of it we have not necessarily a commercial advert because it is definitely um not that um but what we have done is we've closely followed the journey of uh, pk who 
Um, you know, it is the, the group of hunters uh, who are obviously all trying to raise money for charity and to try and support a special member of the uh, wider hunted family, um, Dawn, who was obviously the wife of one of the hunters. They're taking on the challenge to climb uh, 91 county tops within England, Scotland and Wales, and they've smashed quite a lot of them uh, so far. I think they've done 25, I think, by the last time uh, that we looked, but they're also you know, putting on extra other events to try and raise money. And it brings people together, I think, is what we're trying to get at. Yeah. Um, it teaches people that it is okay to speak about things and ask for help because PK'd has come about by somebody needing help, by somebody who's got a group of friends from a certain thing, whether yeah. that be colleagues or friends in general, and who has been able, who feels they can be open yeah. about something. We know, for example, that one person we spoke about earlier on, Alex, has had such a phenomenal he's, life off the back of the show. changed things so dramatically for him. We're not going to reveal too much because no. we are hoping to have Bob on at some Fingers point um, when he can spare the time. And he'll reveal on. It'll be yeah. a really cry episode, but it'll be a really nice episode. Yeah. Uh, but we also have seen the confidence... In other people, we've seen how Sarah, who won Series 6, has connected with other people yes. and who has, you know, commented on various things of ours yeah. and is friendly with everybody that asks her about the yes. show. We've seen so many different individual journeys on the back of this and it's important to to be able to go and do that. So if you are able to help um, and you want to get involved with PK, do go and follow them um, on social media just search for pk and you'll find them uh, especially if you search through our profile we tend to share a lot of their stuff as well and they have got an upcoming event at middlesbrough fc as well where you can uh, get involved and almost have a little mini version of hunted <laughs> as well so go and check out uh, that um check out that pk adventure and uh, help raise money for a fantastic uh, cause. Um, entries are actually now closed by the time that we release this episode, um, but you can still go along to Middlesbrough FC and uh, meet the guys uh, and things uh, like that and uh, just get involved with uh, with a fantastic cause there. Um, again, apologies that it's been perhaps a little bit rambly um, yep. today. Um, we've not really touched too much on the show itself, no. but we had... A story that we wanted to tell yeah and we had something that we wanted to talk about and we felt it was important to talk yes. about and we wanted yeah. um, people to basically take away a few things from this yes because we certainly have yep number one don't be afraid to ask for help no, because the never. worst that somebody can say is no. is no the second thing is if you're asking for help yep do it in a polite way Think um, about how and what you are saying. Even if you plan it in your head first, think before you speak. Yeah. And I think another thing to, to think about as well is um, in a world where you can be anything, mm. simple. Be kind. Be kind. Just be kind. And talking of being kind, uh, help us create some more content for the podcast <laughs> because, as you can tell, uh, this one's been a little bit rambly and... Uh, Fortunately, um, you know, we've been able to sort of have a little light look at what happened to us in London. 
Um, nothing as severe of all the stuff that happens in the world, but it was. No. It just happened to be quite freaky that we needed to rely on the kindness of human strangers. We needed to ask questions, and we'd got that confidence from watching the yeah. show. And we feel it's a good message to share, yeah. and it's also a good way of reintroducing ourselves after missing last week. Yeah. Sorry about Sorry, that. Guys. Um, but we do rely on your help to to grow this podcast yes. and to to grow the content. Yeah. So uh, please get involved. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at HuntedPod, or you can even send us an email, which is HuntedPodcast Pod. HuntedPod at Outlook.com. Well done. I knew you'd remember. Week off. Yeah, I knew you would remember. <laughs> That's why I made you do it. Um, I just do it all again, just in case anyone wasn't listening. Okay. At HuntedPod. Twitter, Instagram, email huntedpod at outlook.com. Yeah, get us, send us your stories, send us your questions, anything about the show, um, and uh, we will uh, we'll, we'll get them included in we the will podcast. Do, yeah. uh, touch wood this time next week uh, when we release our next episode, we'll be reviewing our two interviews that yes. we've done so far. So it's basically going to be about. Um, oh, what did we actually write down? I think it was something about. Um, misconceptions about the show no expectation versus reality expectations versus reality so you know any anything that you've got to say about expectations or the reality of the show just let us know yeah anything which specifically you've picked up from the two interviews that uh, we've put out so far with steve cottom and with harry savage go and have a listen to them if you haven't already um, and let us know your thoughts anything which has popped up in their two chats which has surprised you anything that's not surprised you Anything like that, we want you to get in touch. So we at do. Hunted Pod, Twitter, Instagram, and Hunted Pod at Outlook.com is the place to be. Um, that's almost all we've got time for. Mm-hmm. Um, please uh, don't forget to also help spread the word by liking, rating, and subscribing. Yes, make sure that you do all that good stuff and spread the word about all things Hunted Series 7 and the new celebrity version as well, hopefully on TV in the new year. As the nights are getting darker, you know the countdown is on to Christmas. Woo! And, uh, of course, new Hunted in the new year. Fingers crossed. Right, that is definitely all we've got time it for now. We've dragged and dragged and rambled on for far too long. Thanks so much for sticking with us. Thanks so much for all your lovely comments as well, like which we put on social media about what had happened and uh, things like that so many people asking us and we've not really sort of said anything we want to leave with this uh, appreciate that all that's left to say is your time on the pod is over you have been hunted and we'll see you next time bye bye less than 24 hours to go seven out of the eight fugitives caught one left Ewan in Warrington members of the public Janet and Ian are helping Ewan hide if I could like, hide in the back of your car and we'll just drive to Thornby. Absolutely fine. Really yeah. appreciate it. I'm sorted out, yeah. I get on well with everyone and I'd like to think the public would want to help. Normally I'm a pretty good judge of character, but then again, I am that sort of half full kind of person. I do look at the best in everyone and, and sometimes that's a weakness of mine. I trust too many people. Yeah, there's no CCTV. Can't see any camera. If you just park here. Yeah, sure. i just be 10 minutes. Ewan has arrived at the extraction location, 18 hours ahead of schedule. I need to scope out the area. I'm just going to go and find someone to look after me tonight. These people look friendly. Excuse me, I'm sorry to bother you. 
Are you local to this area? No, that's not. Not at all. So you're going somewhere else now, are you? Yeah, I'm home at the just here. Is there any way at all you could put me up this evening in the awning or anything, basically? Eh, uh, to be honest, I'm really like me, so... Please. Really we can't. We're, uh, we're not staying, or we would. Okay. But look, you haven't seen me then in that case, OK? I'm going to tell everyone. I don't think we can underestimate just how desperate you and might be feeling because of the last 24, 36 hours. He's lost Richard and now he's on his own. That's not Ewan's comfort zone at all. The challenge for Ewan is if he can overcome himself and his own emotional demons. Excuse me, mate. I don't know if there's any way you can help me at all. I'm a fugitive and I just desperately need somewhere to hide out. I don't think my wife would be very happy. Even if I went in the garage or... Sorry. That's all right. This has gone for like absolutely amazing feeling to like devastation. Excuse me. Very sorry to bother you. I don't know if you could help me at all. I've got nothing with me. A kind family have just driven me here. I want to put him somewhere safe. Is there any way at all one of you could put me up for the night? And no. Okay. Still getting so much. I'm so close. It's so difficult to like know who to trust. I've spent my whole life being a big, strong guy. I have this front where I'm a professional sportsman and nothing gets to me and no one can get in my head. But of course they can. But I'm not that person. I'm not. I'm just. I'm just that little lad who used to love running around a track. Might have to take me okay. out of here, mate. We'll find you somewhere. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.